Hello everyone and welcome to the Impulse Control Experiment. My name is Joel Harrison and as always I am grateful for you joining me here to keep me consistent. So it is uh, Wednesday evening. It is day seven. Um, I am one week in. So that's pretty exciting. I uh, got one week in of the um, four weeks in the book. Um, it's going pretty well. I have danced around with expanding the experiment to five weeks or maybe, just maybe, even all the way to my birthday, which is halfway through December. Um, so, you know, just tooling around with that idea. I am really enjoying sitting in front of this microphone and sharing my feelings and uh, my ideas with you. So we'll see who, how that goes. Um, I've also been playing around with the idea of having a few friends join me on the podcast. So a couple things to stick around for, hopefully. But let's jump into um, to today's recap. So, and actually, I'm going to rewind all the way to last night, um, shortly after I finished up episode six with you guys. I found another, we'll call it another opportunity to manage my emotions at the intersection of my communication. And what started as success, um, I, I did a pretty good job of being calm for a little bit. And the scenario that I was in, um, a little bit of an argument with my wife again, um, Kind of, kind of reached uh, reached that event horizon, and once we fell over, uh, there was some pretty intense stuff. So, bad news is there was a little more yelling and a little more poor management of my emotions. However, inside of that, finally, there was a fairly productive conversation between her and I about our fears and our emotions and some of the things that we are scared of and some of the things that we are need to work on and how we need to work on them. And surprisingly enough, woke up this morning and I feel like we had a much better day. You know, we both had uh, real busy days. We were uh, gone for most of the day, both of each of us at work um, and then running around for a lot of the evening. But the time that we did spend together was positive, felt like the vibe was a lot better and that we enjoyed each other's company a little bit more than we have been in the last couple of days. A little sip of my chamomile tea there. It is pretty late in the evening, so after this podcast, we're going to hit the uh, second shock clearing of the day and go on into sleepy time, which I'm pretty excited about. I have been rather enjoying sleep uh, these last couple of days. When you push yourself and you add some things into your work day, um, and you make your day longer and you use your brain more. Uh, it's amazing how once it comes time to hit that pillow, um, I, I have been doing my chakra clearings in bed. Um, and to be perfectly honest, a lot of the times I'm just like, oh man, I can't wait for the chakra clearing to end so that I can let, roll over and pass out. Um, it's been really nice. But yeah, so again, like I said last night, we had the um, we had another another big fight. And the good news is that the big fight led to some revelations, led to some honesty, led to some communication. And so one of the things that I want you to realize, and one thing that I've realized, and, and I mentioned this, I think, two episodes ago, is that every time you have that emotional state, or for me at the moment, every time I have an emotion, 
I am being grateful for it as the universe is giving me another chance to communicate my emotions properly. And so the hard part is sometimes you just like want a little bit of a break and you don't want those opportunities. But I tell you what, the universe has given me opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And um, at least, you know, at first I was setting up some fails. You know, I had the fight with my wife. The next day I had the two guys in the park. And then once again, last evening we had another tiff. But the thing is, is in between the guys in the park and the tiff that we had last night, I was actually starting to get to that point. And, and, you know, I'm taking kind of like a remedial step or it feels like emotional kindergarten for me. And I, and I feel like this is the best way for me to handle this situation is like, that is, is just like when something comes across me and, and just immediately regurgitating how I feel about it. So like when something, when something comes at me, I just say, you know, Hey, that thing that you said right there, that, that makes me angry. Or that thing that you said right there, I, I disagree with. Or, you know, and trying, really, really putting some serious effort into identifying my emotions and expressing them properly. And I really think that the problem with the expression of my emotions, as I said, is, is burying them and putting them down and covering them up. And so this is my new intent for the next few days, at least, to see how good I can get at doing this. And, you know, once you get better at it, I'm sure there will be a filter of saying, like, that thing I don't need to mention made me angry. But, you know, I've told you guys before that we have this, um, we have this chihuahua mix puppy it's actually kind of fun because she's a, a chihuahua puggle mix so that gets to come out as a chuggle for so in if from this point forward i'm going to refer to her as the chuggle because i like it it's a fun word to say um and and so this morning i woke up and she's four months old um she's kennel trained but she's still having some trouble with the potty training and so the point is that when she's in the kennel she needs to not potty in the kennel And so she can't have any kind of softness like a pillow or a blanket because what a dog will do is they'll just go to the bathroom on the pillow or the blanket and then scoot it into the corner and then the the urine, you know, or the poop is absorbed in the blanket and it's out of their way. And they don't learn that you're not supposed to poop in the kennel or pee in the kennel because if you pee in the kennel, then you have to lay in it and that is uncomfortable. So this helps them learn the lesson. So... This morning I woke up and I saw that there was a blanket in her kennel. And this is kind of one of those things that that has been a little bit of a thing. And, and I just immediately said to my wife, I said, hey, look, I said, I'm going to try and be real calm for this one. But she can't have a blanket in the kennel until she hasn't bodied in the kennel for 120 days. And I know that sounds like a long time, but that's the rule. And we've agreed upon that being the rule. And when you ignore the rule, that upsets me. And I don't want to be upset. So if we can play by the rules, that would be awesome. And to be perfectly honest, I walked downstairs to get dressed for the morning. And I kind of gave myself a fist pump. Like, yeah, good job, dude. Because to be perfectly honest, this is it. It's, it's a thing. And it's a thing that bothers me. And for me to, you know, again, it seems like a small thing. But, you know, I know one of the best 
dog trainers in the country. He's my brother, and I'll toot his horn because he's amazing, and he's telling me that this is the process of how you fix this, and the the main, the most important thing is consistency, and when you can't be consistent, then you can't solve the problem, and so I felt really good about myself, and I allowed myself to celebrate that, and it seems small, but for me, at the moment, when over the last few days, I've really just been flying off the handle left and right to say, hey, this bothers me. Please don't do that. I'm not upset, but I need to get this out before I become upset. And I was like, yeah, Joel, that's the moment. That's the thing you've been doing. That's the way. So so after all the grossness of last night, I felt like I woke up this morning and I started off my day with a win. And so that was really cool. And I had to celebrate that victory for a little bit. And, you know, like I said, like I always say, celebrate your victories, even if they're small every single day, even if you're not going through some intense process of change, you know, like whatever it is, something good happens in your day. Take a moment, give yourself a fist pump. Wad that paper up and shoot a three from 10 feet away into the trash can and give yourself a little celebration. Yeah, that's a victory. You won. You did something good, boy. And you need those, especially, especially when you're going through change and when you're doing something that's really hard and, you know, takes effort. And so that's, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of one thing that I did was, was I celebrated my victories. And then I really felt like that set me up for a better day. And I can say that this is day one in a succession. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and count. I'm going to see how good I can do. Today is day one where I didn't fly off the handle. I didn't yell. I didn't scream. I didn't, you know, do anything like that. And, uh, and to be perfectly honest, I saw a guy today as I was walking a dog. He was not in the park. He was in his own front yard whose dog was not on leash. And I was walking a dog. <laughs> and I was pretty nervous about it, but you know what? I just walked on by. I didn't say anything. I just kept going, and, you know, luckily enough, the dog was well-behaved, and there was no issue. Um, you know, it's it, it's a slim chance, but when that chance comes, it's it's pretty uncomfortable, and so, so yeah, there was another time when I, when I celebrated the victory. I was like, that right there is an emotional trigger, and I'm going to choose to deal with it in a proper way. And so that's going to segment way me into what I want to talk about this evening is that even though we often don't think of them as choices, your emotions are 100% choices. We choose our emotional state at any point in time. We choose our the entire makeup of our universe, to be perfectly honest, and I don't mean the universe like the stars and the planets and all that, although on some level I do, but I mean your personal universe. So before I ever got into development and um, these ideas and before I was even interested in, in you know, expanding my mind and my knowledge in these ways that I'm currently doing, I always used to say that you are the center of your own universe. And so that's the universe I'm talking about in a minute, at the moment. And I used to say this, this was back when I was an atheist, I used to say because when you die, you know, your lights go out. So if your lights go out and you die and you're done, nothing happens, you have no more perception of the universe. And so if that's the belief at the time, which to be perfectly honest, is not my belief necessarily anymore, but 
at the time, I would say, so if you die and your perception of the universe ends, then why is that any different from the entire universe ending at that moment? And so I would say, I would say to people when they were having a tough time or when they were trying to make a decision or anything like that, I would say, you are the center of your own universe. And it made a lot of sense at the time. And I still think that it makes some sense, um, even though my belief structure has changed. But but I will say kind of like your own universe, as in you control it. So your personal universe, the universe that exists inside you, the controlling of your energies, the controlling of your body, the controlling of your thoughts and your emotions, that would be your personal universe. And you would have complete and total control over that. And when, you know, and sometimes if you're an emotional person like me, um, you're going to you're gonna kind of think that that's not true. You know, emotions happen based on the stimulus that my body takes in, and I can't always control that. And I totally understand why, you know, people would think that way, especially people like me. I'm like, no, this guy here is being an asshole and I'm going into an emotional state and this is my natural reaction and I just don't have control of that. Well, the reason I don't have control of that is because I choose to. You know, so again, think about the stories over the last couple of days. So this started um, two, I think two episodes ago now. Um, To be perfectly honest, I'm not uploading and recording the same episode on the same day. So I'm doing my best to to keep track. I think I started recording episodes on, on, of course, the 1st of November, and I think the first episode went up on like the 5th or something like that. So I'm a few days behind, so I'm having trouble keeping track of, of, of which episodes and what I talked when, and even typing up the show notes can be a little difficult at times. So there may be a episode dump where you get three or four episodes in a day here coming shortly, um, just so that I can catch up and be more congruent and kind of be more in the headspace of the episode as I'm writing the show notes and make sure that I get everything in it. But, but anyways, um, if we think back upon those events, I can think of the two worst events of the few days, um, where I really was the worst version of myself and I'm very not proud of that moment. Um, so if we look back on those and see there were obvious choices, obvious times where I chose to hold, to not communicate and to hold my emotions in and even to do actions that would escalate the situation. So if we go back to a few nights ago, my wife said, you seem angry. Why? What are you mad about? And I said, nothing. I'm not mad about anything. I don't have anything to be mad about, which was total bullshit because I was best. And at that time, I didn't have, I, I didn't choose to deal with the emotion. So what that meant was I was choosing to escalate my own personal emotional state and move into a bigger, more prevalent state of anger, which then exploded. Example number two, the first guy in the park. I saw the guy from 100 feet away. And I knew exactly what was going on. I saw him first, and I go, I bet that dude doesn't have his dog on a leash. So immediately, I'm choosing to see the negative. Instead of, hey, that guy's dog is pretty well behaved, you know? So it's good that there's dogs like that in the world. But instead, I chose 
to identify a trigger. And then I took a path through the park that would allow me to confront him. And thus, the entire time between time A when I saw him and time B when I saw him, when I knew our paths were going to cross, I was building that pissed off emotional state. I was like, I'm going to get over here and I've talked to this guy. I talked to him nice twice. I talked to him the third time. I was a little bit, you know, I was, I was, I was a little bit emotional, but I wasn't too bad. And then this time I, I, I was way out of line and way off the handle. But, but you could see I, I let that build and I chose that emotion. And so if you happen to be my friend on Facebook, you may have noticed um, one one recently. Uh, actually, it was after the fight with my uh, with my wife last night, um, and I said sometimes change is really hard, and I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming because I know, I know Sandra, <laughs> and I knew it was coming, and all I had to wait for was maybe a half an hour, and I got the most beautiful reframe. That she loves to she loves the dish out and it's so easy. And so my post was sometimes change is really hard. You know, because it is. And she types. Or it's not. Think about that for a second. And the first time I heard this, I thought, what? That is total bullshit. <laughs> and and you know, not only that, but you got to be careful where you use a sentence like that because if somebody's going through something really bad and they say, man, it's just hard. And you say, or it's not. You know, that can be that, that can even be a little offensive. But think about that. If, if your thoughts are choices and your actions are choices, your emotions, which happen in the same place, your brain, as everything else, then they too become choices. And so it's very, it's very clear sometimes, sometimes it's not that we get to choose not only our actions, but the emotions that fuel our actions. And so as we choose the correct emotion, it, it, it's totally a choice. Like when you, when you wake up and something has gone wrong in your morning and you're like, oh, somebody got up on the wrong side of the bed. Well, who, you know, like who cares what side of the bed you got up on? What is, you know, I get it. It's just a saying, but think about that. Is it really that if you got, and you know, metaphorically, if it's really that you got up on the left side of the bed, you're going to have a good day. You got up on the right side of the bed, you're going to have a bad day. Is it really that because something happened in the morning that was negative, is that, are you going to let that drive your whole day? to negativity. And so, and, and that's the thought often. And if you can take a second, just one second, just emotion comes, stop for just one second, take a breath, and then decide how you want to feel about that. And it's very easy. Or it's not. But to be perfectly honest, when you have set true intent for your change, it becomes easy. And to be perfectly honest, as you dive into this idea, very things that on the surface seem very, very difficult really just don't have to be 
It's a choice for them to be difficult. It's a choice for you to dwell on things. It's a choice for you to bitch about things. And if you choose not to do those things, if you choose to look for the positive of the situation, now there is some real power. There is some real control. And that's an amazing thing. So another example of this is... um, so I've always been a bigger guy, a heavier guy. And for the longest time, I was kind of in that like 245 area, you know, 245, 250, which I was okay with because way back when, 10 years ago or 12 years ago, <laughs> it's getting to be more every day. Um, when I was in college, um, you know, everybody, everybody runs into the old freshman 15. Well, this guy right here really liked the buffet food at the school. And everything was fried. And then when I moved out of the dorms and I started eating on my own, I was going to McDonald's like four or five times a week. And I was ordering the biggest, heaviest sandwich on the menu. And then, you know, well, if I got a double quarter pounder with cheese, well, I really can't decide whether I want chicken or beef. So I'm going to go ahead and get a McChicken because it's a dollar. And now I'm consuming, you know, and then, you know, like, Oh, I like fries, so maybe I'll get a maybe I'll get one size bigger. I won't go all the way to the supersized fries, but maybe I'll get the medium instead of the the small. Um, and I always run out of my drink because if you don't know this, McDonald's has huge straws so that you consume more. So if you go get your own straw that has a smaller diameter than the McDonald's straw, that McDonald's medium Coke that you get every time that you take like four drinks of and is gone. They do that on purpose. It's called like it's like marketing. It's like crafty. It's really smart. Sometime next time you go to McDonald's, look at the straw. It's huge. Next time you go to a sit-down restaurant, look at the straw. It's a lot smaller because the sit-down restaurant, they have to refill your drink. And McDonald's, they want you to buy a bigger drink because you're going to be gone. It's just interesting. But that's why I always ordered a large Coke instead of a medium. And so at that point in time, man, I'm getting into I'm I'm like all over the place tonight. I'm getting into some goofy derailments here. I apologize if you're having trouble keeping up. But the point being that at that time when I was in college and I was eating like that, I weighed 300 pounds. I weighed 300 pounds. There was a day that my roommate who was a fit guy bought a new scale and I stepped on it. And I kid you not, that sucker said 298. And I jumped off that scale and went, whoa, I didn't even realize that was happening. So I was okay at 245, you know, I really was. But at the same time, um, there, I have, um, I have two older brothers and one of them who has always been, you know, the biggest of the three of us, uh, hadn't seen him in a little while and showed up. This is actually when my mom went through her heart attack. I showed up, uh, and, and I was like, dude, you're, you went from being the fattest to the smallest. And the, um, my other brother and I, we started a diet that Monday. We didn't talk to each other about it. We didn't know each other did it, but he had done so well with his weight loss that we just immediately started it. And before, before, now I haven't stepped on a scale because it's not the point of the project. I will do so. Um, but like the, the scale I have been using is at my brother's house. And like next time I go over there, I'll jump on the scale and see where I'm at. But it's not that important to me right now. Um, but it was at that moment that I set true intent and we started doing the keto diet. And I lost 40 pounds in four months on the keto diet. And my wife did too. And we both look fantastic. And it's awesome. 
except for the fact that none of our clothes fit and we both need to go buy like a whole new wardrobe. And so like, that's a good problem to have, but it's an expensive problem to have. But at the same time, everybody's like, man, how did you lose all that weight? And I'm like, well, I gave up sugar and carbs completely. People say, oh my God, that sounds so hard. I could never do that. Well, that's your choice. To be perfectly honest, it wasn't that hard. It really wasn't. I mean, I think there were like three or four days where I had to, where I would like reach for a piece of sugar and then tell myself, no, don't do that. And then once I got past three or four days, it was smooth sailing. And then once I got to like day 10 and I'd lost like seven or eight pounds in 10 days, I was like, oh crap, there's something to this. And I stuck to that diet like glue. And to be perfectly honest, it wasn't hard. Why wasn't it hard to lose 40 pounds? Because I said it wasn't going to be hard. I set true intention. And I went, this is what I do. It's not that it's, it's not that, um, that it was, it was difficult. It's not that I didn't want a cheeseburger and fries or, you know, a Twix from here to there, but it was that I had set true intention and I just, it just wasn't that hard because I chose for it not to be hard. Now, if you are doing such a diet and all you can think about is those French fries or that sandwich with the bread on it or, you know, that piece of sugar, then yeah, it's going to be hard. But you're choosing that. It is always a choice. And until you truly learn this lesson that it is all a choice, this sounds like kind of bullshit, you know, like. What do you mean things that are hard can just not be hard? All you have to do is choose it. But that's exactly what it is. Hard's only a word. So it's like, you know, it's like climbing Mount Everest. I'm sure that's difficult. (laughs) And there's really probably no other way to say that it's difficult. However, if you were born in Nepal and you're a Sherpa, and you've gone up to the top of Mount Everest 25 times, and your body was genetically predispositioned to be able to handle those heights and that altitude, then it's just a walk in the cold. It's what you do. And if you don't preoccupy yourself with the idea that it is hard, then it's just not yeah, I mean, there's there's a physically demanding feat there, but it doesn't have to be hard. It's just what you do. Getting up and going to work every day can be hard or not. If you don't like your job and it's hard to go, get a different one. Make that decision, you know. And so, that's that's kind of one of the one of the real things that that pops up is this is this idea that. Everything is a choice. Your your mind, you control your mind. And your mind controls your body. So, if you just take a moment, when you have an emotion, when you have stress, when you have a decision to make, take a moment, take a breath, and decide. And decide, don't use don't use your emotion in that time to decide. Making decisions with your emotions. Your emotions are choices. But until you get control of your emotions and make those choices, then it's difficult. 
but once you set true intention to to identify and say I'm not going to do that anymore and I'm going to choose to manage my emotions in a proper way then they become choices you know it's like I'm going through so about literally almost 6 months ago maybe five and a half months ago, there was a storm and it blew some siding off my house, right? And that sucks, but that's what homeowner's insurance is for. So I um, actually threw a picture up on Facebook and somebody said, hey, we can, you know, my company can fix that for you. So I said, okay, cool. I, I don't want, I, I, up until now and, and definitely before I started this experiment and this podcast, it, it's definitely already changed. But before now, I wasn't really what they would call a doer of things. It's a fairly, uh, fairly lazy guy. And um, I've made the choice and set the intent to, to not be that guy anymore, not be that version of myself anymore. So, but at the time I was like, oh, cool. Like, you're just going to come out here. I don't even have to do anything. You guys are going to take care of it. It's all going to be swell. Cool. And so we go through the process, but here we are five months later and I still have siding hanging off the side of my house and my roof that's supposed to be done is not done and it's very frustrating and I'll admit that I'm frustrated about it, but what good does it do me? And this is interesting considering the last couple of days that I've had, but what good does it do me? to call and scream my face off at that guy? Is it going to make him get here any faster to start the work? No. Is it going to, you know, could it very possibly piss him off and have him cynically hold the work getting done even longer? Um, I definitely believe it could. And so it's at that point that I've, you know, I've said like, look, if I have to go get a lawyer to get this job done, I will. But there's no reason to yell and scream and stomp because it's not going to solve anything. And that's the lesson that I'm trying to teach myself or that I am teaching myself overall. So I'm working hard towards that in that manner. I would think that's a win. I'm going to celebrate that win with a sip of this uh, delicious chamomile tea. Sorry, I'm in a real goofy mood tonight. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm actually not really sorry. Um, but it's at those times when you make those choices to determine how you want to act. And when you take that idea and you wake up every day and go, I can choose to make today an amazing day. I can choose to align my day with the things that will allow me to succeed at my goals. I can choose to align my day with gratitude and abundance and move throughout my day without stress or worry. I can choose that. Like I said, go all the way back to episode one where I had my very first conversation about Reiki with my mentor. And she says the very first Reiki principle is do not worry. And to be perfectly honest, the first day of this experiment, the three days leading up to this experiment, even though I'd been setting my intention and I'd been looking forward to the experiment all of October. But when it came close, when it came crunch time, I was worried. And just that simple thought that goes, hey, you're not allowed to worry today. Said, okay, cool. 
I'm not going to worry today. And I made that choice. And go back and listen to episode one if you missed it. I straight up said, I put it aside. That's why I decided to just record the first few days of podcasts instead of because the the rigmarole of getting them uploaded and getting accepted to all the various spots where you can find your podcast and all that stuff. Um, there was a lot there and it was just not, I just wasn't ready for it. I just hadn't handled it yet. I hadn't done the research yet. So I just, instead of freaking out on this day when I have all this stuff going on, I was told not to worry. And so I just turned it off. I just made that decision that I wasn't going to worry today and episode one is, is, is just wonderful. Episode two is great. And they're both up. Episode three is going to go up as soon as I finish this. Um, and, and I'm really starting to enjoy this process of sitting here talking to you. And I appreciate you being with me and listening. Um, and so really good stuff just to wake up in the morning, choose your emotions and when something happens to you throughout the day, and I need this, this sends right here as much as anybody, and I am still getting better at it every single day. And I'm actually excited for the universe to present me with more opportunities to manage my emotions in this way. Is when you stop, take a breath, recognize the emotion that you would have chosen. And then choose the proper emotion. Man, that is true control. That is true power. And for some of us, that's a might as well be climbing Mount Everest to do that. But if you set the intent and you believe in yourself that you can do that, it becomes so much easier. My intent Man, I've, the universe has smacked me around the last couple of days and said, this is what you need to work on. This is what you need to fix. And I've had some amazing conversations with some amazing people. And um, it's, all, it's all worked to help me to realize that like, this may be the very crux of the entire experiment. You know, so when I was starting the experiment, I said, you know, the experiment is sobriety and mental exercise, but the real underlying point is all of the side effects that I will get from that, hopefully positive side effects. And so it's like, you know, it's like, I know I use him as analogy a lot, but it's like when my brother's talking about dog training, he says, you know, we teach Sit, come down, stay, and heal as obedience. He's like, but, you know, your dog bites people. So, but the point is the side effect of teaching sit, come down, stay, and heal in the structured way that we do it allows the dog to calm down and be controlled and no longer bite people. And that's exactly what the experiment is about, is the experiment, if you look at it for what it is, is no vices and increased mental exercise. But the side effects, I'm more productive, I'm more organized, I'm more, um, I'm, 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 I'm living with more intent and 
um, starting to see the universe as presenting me you know, with difficult situations so that I can practice this and so that I can win. And what I mean by win is be the best version of myself. So while the experiment is what it is and it has its guidelines and it's moving forward, what, it, what the side effect of the experiment is, is that I'm working harder than ever to be the very, very best version of myself at all times. And that can be tough. Or that can be easy. It's just a choice. And you're not always going to make the right choice. And you're not going to knock it out of the park every time. And in that moment, give yourself a break. You're going through change. It's a process. It takes time. You know, Rome was not built in a day. So make sure that you, as you're going through this and you're making these choices, if you make the wrong choice, be grateful for the opportunity to make that choice. Even though you made the wrong choice, you were still given the opportunity. So be grateful for that. And then learn from that. And every single time it comes up, get a little bit closer to making the right choice. And just know that it's all a choice. You can choose to be angry or sad or mad. You can choose to be content or happy. And one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, he always says, it's free to be happy. And man, is that a good little sentence. I love to hear that. Okay, guys, I think that's what I have for today. Thank you once again for joining me. I always enjoy hanging out with you. And just remember, do your best to make every day better than the last. And if you fail, hey, Tomorrow's going to be easy. Live with gratitude. Celebrate your victories. And we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good night, everybody.